somebody's about to shit on this movie. Yep. <laughs> I know it. I Yo, know what's it. good? What's bracket? Let's, let's do this. All right. Before we get this episode started, can we can we just acknowledge that we're keeping it spoiler free at the very beginning, and then we can go trash the movie or not trash the movie or say what our personal That's fine. feelings are. That's fine. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I can I can give my personal feelings without spoiling it right away. Okay, cool. Because it's, it's just, I was going to say, it's one of those things where it's like, I understand that everyone feels very strongly about this, but like, let's try and keep it. Just try and keep, keep it, it like, keep it lax. Well, welcome to a lovely episode of Between You and Me. I'm Michael, and I have my co hosts here. The very lovely Elijah Brown. Oh, thank you. You're going to make a real nigga blush. You can't see it, but it's happening. <laughs> uh, our very special friend, Mark Dixon. I'm just special? That's not even always a compliment. You're not the special, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, thank you, thank you. last but certainly not least, Paul Robinson. Uh, Are we sure you. about certainly? Certainly, Mark. <laughs> we have to be professional. <laughs> not, not too you certainly sure don't think all of your coworkers are certainly not least, but you <laughs> don't mean like certainly possibly are. not least, may have questionably not least, possibly. <laughs> all right, you know anyway, what? it's all right. Back on track today. <laughs> we are discussing a very, very special movie. It's called Blind Spotting. Came out 2018, if I recall correctly. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And we're just gonna talk about one, what happened, and how we feel about it. So, uh, who wants to kick us off? Elijah, you you, you picked the movie out for us. You picked the damn movie. I did. Oh, yeah, I did. So, so, before we before you kick it off, Elijah, just as a note for the audience. Uh, this first conversation is going to be completely spoiler free. Uh, we're just going to give like our general thoughts uh, without any like serious plot. And then like towards the end, we'll go into spoilers, but we'll let you guys know when we get to that part. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so blind spotting. This actually, I came across a clip um, of this movie um, on Instagram. Uh, this is when uh, George Floyd was uh, notoriously murdered by uh, that cop. And there was a, actually the end clip of the movie um, that I saw on Instagram. I forget who, who shared it, it was a celebrity. Um, and then I was like, yo, like, this nigga's spitting bars. Um, not gonna get into what happened in the clip, but so that ultimately made me, cause niggas don't, they, they put some, but they don't know, they don't tell you where it's from. So I had to go into the comments and like soul search for the name of this movie. Um, deep dive. Oh my god, I had a deep dive, and then um, someone said, "Oh, this movie's called Blind Spotting." So then yeah. um, went on uh, Amazon. It's on Amazon and Hulu if you care to watch it. Uh, went on Amazon and watched it, and like literally, like the first fifteen minutes, I'm like texting the group chat, I'm like, "Yo, we gotta watch this movie because it's like it, it has to do like what's what's going on, not what's going on now, but it's like amplifying what's been going on over the course of." Lord knows how long. Um, so I felt like it was a perfect time to watch the movie and kind of discuss it. That's why I wanted to have everyone watch it. Oh, yeah. Just a quick thing, Elijah. I think they moved it off of Hulu now. It's on HBO. Oh, shit. They, I think they just right. it. But you can get to HBO through Hulu, but whatever. It's, That's bold jive. Yeah, they just move things around nowadays on streaming services and don't tell anybody. Yo, and it, and it's like a cat and mouse, bro. Like, I'm just trying to watch this, bro. Like, what you doing <laughs> to me, bro? Uh, so the term blind spotting, at least how it, it's portrayed in the movie, is kind of, it's like a kind of colloquial term that essentially means that you're kind of not always aware of everything. Um, it's specifically brought up when looking at um, the picture of like a white vase or the two black faces, um, or the black face and the two, yeah, it's, uh, it, either way. Ruben's yeah. vase, I believe. Yeah, and it's and it's brought up to be to bring up how you can't always see both pictures at the same time. And the term blind spotting essentially means that you can't see everyone's perspective at once. You're naturally uh, this kind of disposition to see what you've seen, what you've seen in your experience. And that can lead to a lot of blind spots. Um, and it's kind of obvious how this can relate to relate race relations where you're saying where um, people try to make assumptions about other things and how people feel about things without having, you know, having having experiencing what they've experienced. And they have blind spots to how other people may feel about certain events. 
So that's just what the term, that's what the name blind spotting means. Not necessarily like in the movie it's used. I'm glad you guys explained it because the movie sure as hell didn't. It 100% did, did it not? Yeah, (laughs) it did. It did, but it's my main beef without spoiling anything with the movie is that. We haven't actually talked about what the movie's about yet though. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about me. I just, oh, can't. No, I just, thought, ready, I just said I'm what the name is. Clip on this. I'm ready to pull a clip on this movie. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> does anyone else want to talk about like what actually happened in the movie? Like, um, well, like, like a brief overview of what I can talk about the main synopsis, at least. What happens? I mean, <laughs> I feel like Paul cannot not give us enough without talking shit because he's ready. I'm not going to talk shit. I'm not going to talk he's shit. Ready. I do like the movie. I'm not, I'm not, there are certain egregious things that we oh will talk God. about later that oh God. I just vehemently don't agree with. But I did like the story of the movie. And when the movie does what it's doing well, it does it extremely well. Um, so the main story follows our main character named Colin. Mm-hmm. Um, from what you know in the first 15 minutes, um, he's a convicted felon that was put on probation and he has to serve a year of probation. And the movie, the whole time frame of the movie is the last three days of his probation. So pretty much he's just trying to live out those three days without getting in, into any trouble um, with law enforcement. So that way he can be free and live his life. And then stuff ensues. That's pretty much the movie. Pretty much, yeah. He has to <laughs> he has to he has to avoid bullshit for three days. And the movie starts off with damn near giving you an anxiety attack. Like, nigga, what are yeah. you doing? What's going on, bro? <laughs> <laughs> he said, Get me out of this car. I don't want beer. I might as well eat my potato wedges. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> the, the, other, the other thing that's like a main part of the movie is that not only is he trying to stay out of trouble, but he, and he's with his best friend for the majority of the movie. And his best friend also grew up in the same area, um, but he's white. Um, So there are a lot of differences in the way that they see the area that they're around, how they feel like they connect to the area. Um, And his friend sometimes gets him into a lot of trouble that that he's not able to see is problematic for a black man to be rather than a white. 100%. And you, and you kind of get that from the opening shot as well, because like it was like a dichotomy on, on the left side was like the hood part, and the right side was like the, the gentrification, part, the, the gentrified yeah. part. And that was that was yeah. interesting to look at. I thought that was a really good shot of the movie. Mm-hmm. And like we're, we're we're only talking about like the first fifteen minutes. This isn't like super deep into the movie. This is like how it introduces itself. And like that's the stuff that I really like because the movie. First of all, you really get to know Oakland in this movie. Like mm. I'm like. Like damn, I didn't know this much about Oakland, <laughs> but it's it's cool. You get to really feel um, where the characters are at, like how the environment kind of affects them on a day to day basis, and like seeing how they deal with gentrification, like as far as like and and a couple other like um, like obviously like police race relations as well. Um, and I like that you know these guys, you know, especially the friend. I feel like his battle. I didn't. I didn't think this movie was going to go into that because I'm like, that's already kind of like a touchy subject because you like you're when you're talking about like white people from the hood, it's interesting because yes, they did grow up in that environment, but they still have to respect that they're not being actively persecuted in the same way that black people are from that environment, but they did grow up in it. So they do have to deal with being from like a lower class environment. So like, you know, you see this main character go through this struggle. Um, You see the friend go through the struggle where, yes, he's from this environment, but people are confusing him of being like a hipster, you know, from being from the the gentrification side. And he's not with that shit, like at all. So like you see him deal with that and that obviously gets them into some trouble. But then you have our main character, Colin, who's like, dude, like, yeah, like that shit's annoying, but like, look at the shit I deal with. Like, they don't confuse me with anything except for this negative stereotype, you know? And yeah, like that, like seeing those conversations happen, because a lot of movies don't do that. Like, I'm not I'm not a fan of giving equal lighting to both sides because I feel like some stories need to be told and I don't think you should be covering one story up for the other. 
But the fact that the movie handled that conversation, at least well, in my opinion, I felt it was interesting to see in that type of film because I wasn't thinking that movie was going to go there at all. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's, it's, it's very interesting seeing a movie that tackles both ends of the spectrum as far as that goes. Um, and like, like you said, it brings up that, yes, one person, had, they both have their own problems, but that doesn't mean that their problems are like of the same scale or caliber. You know, they're like, they, you're both very real and they both suck, but that doesn't mean that they're like, you know, like there are better problems to have than other ones in certain situations. Yeah. And the movie really points that out, I think very well. Um, I would be remiss to say like the movie doesn't include like a uh, hip hop elements in it. Like um, the main characters, like they don't, they're not professional rappers, but they do have like a relationship with hip hop as far as like, as well as the city of Oakland. And like, you see like them kind of like freestyling like throughout the, the movie. And it's supposed to kind of like, well, it's first shown off as them just kind of bullshitting, but they, they weave it into the movie to kind of show like how people in these underprivileged communities are coping with their circumstances. And they're just using the music to kind of give an outlet to that. It's funny because I feel like I feel like sometimes people say I didn't realize this was, this was a music podcast, and I'm like, it's not a music podcast. And then we just yeah, do like three episodes in a row all about music, and it's like, oh wow, maybe yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe. And you know, maybe. that's not a problem. I'm just, I'm just, it's just fun. Sometimes funny how like I'm kind of too close to it sometimes to see that. Um, you got blind. I guess before I guess before we get into any spoilers or anything, how do you feel about the movie, like as a whole? Like I guess um, Elijah, how did you feel about the movie as a whole? Um, it, I loved it. For, like I, I actually watched it three times. Uh, once by myself, once with my brother, once with once with my oh twice by myself. I lied <laughs> three times. Um, but it's like it's kind of unfortunate in a way where the movie kind of it in certain aspects kind of portrays how normalized murders are. It's like you you constantly see killings on the screen and it's like, yeah, well, another nigga got killed. And like, I don't, I don't wanna go into spoilers, but it's like a minor spoiler, but it was a part in the movie where um, they walked past the guy that got murked, like where he, where he got killed at, and they walked past it. They didn't like look at it. They didn't take the time to like kind of see what happened. He just kept walking because it's so normalized. And like, um, it, and that's what's unfortunate is like we we are kind of numb to everything that's going on in the world. Yep. And it's also like those were the hipster side. Yeah, exactly. Life. So yeah, like yeah. they're not even processing that information that oh someone died there. Yeah. You know, like it's just not part of their daily schedule, and the movie really shows you that. Kind of heartbreaking. Michael, how did you feel about the movie? Um, well, it, it definitely made me uh, uncomfortable, but like, you know, not in a, I don't want to watch it uncomfortable, like, a, I, I think I'm, I, I guess, comfortable enough in my whiteness, I guess, air quotes, that like, I recognize that this is very necessary to watch. Um, and again, like anytime I have, you know, a race related discussion, especially, you know, with three people of color, I tend to want to primarily just listen to what you guys have to say, because I, I guess in a way I'm covering my blind spot by, you know, just hearing about the things that I don't even consider. And I know that that is um, kind of the role that Miles had to play in the movie, like to learn that, you know, he's, fucking up someone's life by doing what he does every day and not even thinking twice about it. And, that, and, that, and that's, yeah, to piggyback off of what you said about Miles is like, so growing up in Oakland, like what they say, you're a product of your environment, right? So that's how he is kind of groomed to act, like act thuggish. Um, but the way he acts, he, most of the movie didn't really realize how his actions were affecting uh, Colin. And like, even when they had that that argument, like when he was like mad at him, like you don't realize that you're low key fucking this nigga's life up. Like, yeah, you you a real one, you a day one, but at the same time, you're his enemy in a way because you can get away with shit that Colin can't get away with. Without even realizing it, yeah. and 
I'll say this. Uh, this is like, this is the closest I'll ever get to spoilers. There's a moment where that character pisses me off, but in a way to the benefit of the movie where I'm like, yeah, that's not some good shit you just did. Where like they're put in a situation where Colin or not Colin, fucking Miles, Miles acknowledges what happened and still said, why didn't you do this for me? Yes, that yes, me yes. I was like, because yes. you go the whole movie thinking, oh, he just doesn't know because that's his boy. But then yeah. in that one moment, I was like, yo, fuck this shit. That's nasty, dude. Yeah. yeah that's extremely nasty. Um, uh. But yeah, that, that's the closest I'll get to a spoiler for the spoiler review. I think just talking about how I feel about the movie, um, I do think that there was like there were some things that weren't necessarily like the cleanest in execution. But I think there were a lot of really good points that I think it brought up. Um, specifically, the whole idea of blind spotting I think is really interesting, and because it brings up that people just don't know what they know, like what they don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest problem in society are people who think that they know everything that they don't know. Like, they're they, like they are like there are so many people who are convinced that they are aware of everything that goes on in the world. And this movie kind of brings out like, no, everyone has blind spots, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you are a bigot for not being able to see these things. It just means that you are ignorant in the purest sense of the word you do not know about these things and you need to be aware of the fact that there are things in this world that you just don't know about um that's, that's a great like sentiment and i i think people hear the word ignorant and automatically get very defensive yeah and i wish people wouldn't like I'm ignorant about so many fucking things. And I'm like, Same. it's just my life goal to not be, to learn as much as I can about as much as I can. So it's like, I don't know why people get so defensive when they're told that, you know, they're being ignorant. That's bad. And even if you are ignorant, I think it's important because we're all ignorant, like you said, but it's important to be open to learning and that, open to listening. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to accept that you are, that there are things that you just don't know. There are people out there who are living lives that you have never even considered before. And you have to be aware of that fact. Um, and there are a lot of people who aren't. And that leads to a lot of intolerance and a lot of assumptions that people end up making. Which I think is a really which I think is a really good point. Because I think this I think this movie does it in both directions. I mean that picture of that vase we were talking about, it's black and white. Yeah. You know? Like it's very like it's not it's you know, it's, it's that's not subtle. There's a picture that if you're looking at the white side, you can see the white part. And if you're looking at the black <laughs> side, you can see the black part. But it's hard to see both black and white. And I think um, the one character, I think her name is Val, brings it up, is that yeah. the only way that you can really see both is if you retrain your brain. And that's so hard to do that so many people don't even try. Yeah. Face, face, face. Yep, 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 yep. So I think this, so overall, I think this movie, like, isn't exactly the cleanest executed. But I think the... The really strong parts, I think Elijah said this, are really strong. Yeah. Or maybe Paul said it. I think Paul said I said, I said that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, Peter. I'll take credit for it. shit wrong with this movie, but I'll give it credit where it's due. I'll say this. This movie should have been a show. It should have been yeah, a show. Yeah, I could see that. But, like, yeah. it, actually, no, I, I disagree with that. Like, I, I feel like it would have to rework the concept then like entirely like it couldn't be you know the misadventures in his last three days of probation like because then after you go with the premise of a show like that and then after season one it's like what's, what's happening what's the, you know I, what i mean the reason why i say that is like not in a sense of a show that's continuously ongoing but like a show like a like the central park five show right where it's, oh, okay, just, okay. it's chronicling this one thing right it has this main story it's trying to tell and then it's done but i felt like having more blocked out episodes for this because this movie for me it was weird because when it's going into the main themes of like blind spotting and the racial tension and all that stuff i was really feeling it and i was like man this movie's doing something different 
But then when it goes into, and don't get me wrong, I don't mind the jokey, like, everyday stuff because you have to see how these characters interact in their environment. But there were some moments that I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, like it was, it just felt like the movie was then trying to go into, like, this more jokey, like, nothing happened after events that are really serious. And I'm like, so are we just done talking about this? Okay. And... Yeah, it gets addressed later, but it just felt like, like how we talked about, you can cut the fat. There's a lot of fat we could cut, and we could, or we could have spread it out amongst a show that interweaves it a lot better. Because it felt like I was having my time wasted at some points of the movie. You know, like I, I understand your sentiment there, and I like I, I can see clearly how you feel that way. I particular, I don't particularly agree because I'm thinking yeah. like. But that's life. Like life is beautiful, and it's tragic, and it's funny, and it's sad, and it can be all of those yeah. things in like forty-five minutes. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. And so they just naturally spaced it. That's how I saw it. Like it, it seemed like a natural, you know, spacing out of events. Weirdly enough, the movie is, at least if I Google it really quickly, is <laughs> labeled as a comedy first, which, yeah, is interesting. Yeah, yeah and that's what I'm saying. Like with the subject matter. Because I had to look that up, too. I was like, man, they're like, this is, like, trying to be really funny. And, yeah. and like, don't get me wrong. I want to be dark and grim. And, like, I can explain myself better in this place. So maybe we just need to go to this place. That way I can actually Unless, explain. Well, Elijah, do you have anything else you want to add before we get into this <laughs> um, spoiler stuff? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I, I'm with Michael where I see where Paul's coming from, where they almost feel like they glossed over that major event that happened. But... Yeah. It's like, okay, so um, Colin was like, eh, it happened, but he was externally trying to portray, like, I'm not affected, but he was having night terrors from it. So he was fucked up. So like, they yeah. were like slowly boiling it into yeah. where, where like, so like they glossed over it, but they didn't gloss over it kind of thing. Yeah, like it gets addressed. It does get addressed. So I'm not gonna say like, they just don't talk about it again. It just feels like the you wanted more. Yeah, I wanted a little more um, about like the mental state stuff that was going on, and I wanted more conversations about it. Like I was very surprised that there wasn't more conversations about what happened to him, because I'm not gonna lie, I feared for this nigga's life several times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, there goes so and so. Yeah, and it, it got and don't get me wrong like I'm glad the movie didn't do what I thought it was going to do but I was just surprised that the people closer to him weren't talking to him more about it because he does tell them he does bring it up it's not like he's keeping it to himself because then I would be like oh well, he's, that's his fault he's keeping it to himself yeah. he does talk about it so I'm surprised that this isn't like being brought up I'm like dude he just witnessed this shit first hand yeah. like Right that, there. This isn't over a screen. He was yeah. there. That was. I'm surprised. I'm surprised there. That wasn't. I you know. What I thought was going to happen. I thought. Oh, that's a super spoiler. Are we, are we, yeah. are we crossing over? Yeah, crossing I think over. we need to. I think we need to get yeah, like last <laughs> second stuff and then like. This cross is over it. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to spoil anything. So I would. So personally, I feel like uh, for the good stuff in this movie is good enough that I would recommend the movie. Yeah. Although you have to admit, there are some things that it's gonna be. It's a very uncomfortable movie to watch, but the good stuff is really good and really important. I'd say. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So I would recommend it personally. Oh. I, I agree, with Mark. Had, I almost had a heart attack, bro. I agree with Mark. I don't think there. And yes, I'm using language that's very like that comes off as like I don't fuck with this movie. I do like it. It's just like, there's just choices that I saw that I particularly really didn't like, but that doesn't stop me from watching this movie. I watched this movie this morning. I, it, it did something, so it's doing something, right? So I recommend <laughs> it because people might have different reactions than me, but I still recommend this movie. I think it's fine. And it gets us talking, which is very important. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fine with that. We cross so, it? Uh, we ready to spoiler it up? <laughs> AI in this bitch. Tyron Lewis and shit, step it over. Everybody's oh, dead. <laughs> so I, they all die. So I, okay, so for the people, the thing that happens to Collins is that he witnesses a black man shot by a police officer 
Four times. Literally right next to his vehicle. Yep. Literally the guy like almost gets hit by him while he was driving. And you find out that he was running away from a cop and then a cop guns him down. Right, right. there. Right. And what I thought was going to happen was that, one, I didn't think he was going to let Collins get away. I thought they were going to like bring him in for questioning or some shit. I thought that the next day they were going to change the story to frame him on some clean and slim shit or mm. like have some like weird like thing where if he's around like cops would just be weird around him you know what i mean it's so, like a small community it's kind of it's kind of funny because if you watch the trailer for the movie you see the shooting happen and the way the trailer is cut it honestly sounds like exactly what you're saying it sounds yes. like exactly what you're going said you said is going to happen which is why when i watched the movie i was completely surprised that they just let him go yeah I was shocked because I thought times. I thought the movie was all going to be about him trying to get out for being on the under wraps for the murder charge, and it yep. wasn't. It had nothing to do with it. At the it had end. nothing to do with it. They kind of like they didn't gloss over it, but like it didn't play as big as a role as I thought it would until the end, which completely blindsided me. Another blind spotting, but um, and like. There was the movie was playing around with that idea. Like it was weird. Like there was a couple times where like the argument between um, Collins and Miles. I thought when my when Collins walked away, I was like, wait a minute, he has the fucking gun on him. He's walking. Oh no, fuck! And then they showed the police officer. So I was like, shit, they're gonna kill him because he has the gun. And then because it was around the 15 minute mark of like the movie being over, so I'm like. This movie's done. It's a wrap. Like, I already fucking yeah. saw it. Colin, bye-bye. Like, they didn't. They just kept teasing it. I was like, why do they keep teasing this if they're not going to do it? Like, it felt mm. it felt weird. Um, was there anything else that you guys liked about the movie? Like, now that we can talk about, like, specific things that happened. Um, I, it, when you talked about the part where he saw the murder, that's, like, to Michael's point earlier where he was, like, um, life could be happy, sad, up and down, all in the span of 45 minutes. Cause like yeah. so he's he's taken he's taken his work vehicle home right, and yeah. then he he witnesses this murder. Officer's like, yo, get the fuck out of here, go go go. So then, yo. so Collins has to drive back home, mind you. He has 11 p.m. curfew, so he has to drive back home, try to process what the fuck he saw. Meanwhile, he's got to drive and not crash in anything. You saw him swerve. Then he yo. like he gets back to the john, and then the person that oversees his floor is like, yo, it's 11:09. I need a verbal confirmation, but he's still trying to process what the fuck's happening. So he has to yep. deal with watching that murder and still like be a regular civilian. That shit's gotta be that's gotta fuck you up. Oh yeah. Of course. I'm gonna say this. I ain't care for the rapping. I uh, I think movie. that I think Michael has some things to say about that. When you mm -hmm. were saying you know that was the clip that got you, Elijah. Mm. I can see how that got you. Mm. I like the rap. Like here's the thing. The rapping was good. Mm. Right? But the way it was used in the movie, I did not care for. Because at first, when it was brought up as them just bullshitting and they just freestyle around each other, I was like, oh, that's cute. That, I, and I believe it. You know, like, I believe that shit. We do that shit. Mm -hmm. So, like, it was fine. But the movie kept upping the rapping. And it was supposed to be taken more seriously in the eyes of the movie. And then when it got to the end, when dude old boy runs into the police officer that he saw kill somebody and he decided to spit a whole 32 at his ass instead of <laughs> just like having a normal conversation i was like the fuck is happening <laughs> if i was this officer i would be like yo i'm fucking terrified of this guy he's fucking rapping yeah like to be honest, <laughs> yeah i i would honestly be like holy shit like fucking ruffle stiltskin showed up <laughs> Yo, kinda, who is this? I, I like read that moment as like all of that conflict, all of those night terrors, those things that were like, haunting him. It was just like his inner monologue kind of going on, but like yeah. for us to hear. But I'm kind of like, I kind of but wish this is that real time. The cop didn't hear it either, or because it just it, it rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know, but, but like technically it was it was fine, you know. But like again, I just don't like hearing like music like that you know while i'm watching something like a movie i don't know i just i can't i can't get behind it and i was now, telling mark like, like i was telling him like that you know it's the same thing with singing like i don't 
I don't like hearing just regular singing, sing songy because like the way it is in musical theater is not the way you hear a song like on the radio. It's always like over the top and I don't know, I guess just the way they're trained is a lot better. But like now it's crossing over with rap too. And I'm like, I can't fucking stand this. Now, was it, was it the, was it the uh, Collins? Cause you talking about Davi Diggs, AKA George Washington, AKA Lafayette. AKA, he wasn't George Washington. He was Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, I was oh, say he was not. AKA <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Thomas motherfucking Jefferson. <laughs> I feel like the I feel like the cop at the end was crying when he was like spitting verses at him just because he was like, what is happening? Is this man speaking words right now? Yeah. Like what is rap? What I do think what I but I will say I think is a really what I will say I think is a really good thing, uh interesting thing the movie did. Um also is that it kind of speaks towards like younger generations normalizing this as well. Yeah. I mean, there's like the one part where he goes to his mom's and he sees like all this, like the, the, the video game that's just like constantly like shooting. But there's also like the part where um, Miles's son, like puts yes. his hands up and says, don't shoot, don't shoot. And you're just thinking to yourself, yourself like, like this, this kid has th like this mentality about it. Like this is a joke to him. Like this is yeah. just like a regular day. Yeah. You know, like have that, that scene shook me. Kid. I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I wasn't ready for that scene. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? This movie, and that's the thing when the movie does stuff like that, I'm like, oh my god, that's so good. But then, it like, and there's other moments too where, like, the movie likes to be Spike Lee, where like it'll just show you a bunch of like historical stuff around Oakland for no reason. We're not even there, but we're here now. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> it, it does little stuff like that that like annoyed me. Also, I have to I have to say this right now. Why did this movie fucking bite off of Ant Man? <laughs> Why? Why did that movie do that? It was. Can you explain? Yeah, but I said can, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 For for those who don't know the reference, so in Ant Man, a Marvel movie, there is a scene where a character tries to retell events, but oh, it did do that. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, and yeah, when yeah. the flashback happens, he does the voices for everybody, so that way it's fun. They do this bit unapologetically. <laughs> Literally <laughs> the exact same bit they do. Yeah, I was like, movie. I was like, wow, we're going here. And like that didn't throw me, like it threw me, like I was laughing when I saw it because I'm like, wow, we're just doing this. <laughs> but that wasn't like crazy for me. What was kind of crazy for me, and I don't know how I feel about this yet. Like I know in the moment I was kind of like, what the fuck? So... The whole movie, we have not really seen why Colin was convicted. Um, we, we, knew, we like obviously we knew we, sh we, knew, we knew he showed time, he served time, but like we they were kind of teasing what he did like throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, but this flashback scene was finally showing like exactly what happened. So pretty much what happened was I guess he was working at a bar as like a bouncer. And, like, hilarious. Him, him and Miles. <laughs> And so this guy, this drunk white guy, like comes out of the bar. He has like this fucking volcano margarita. It's, it's, it's called it. a scorpion bowl. A scorpion <laughs> bowl, which is pretty much just a drink with fire on it. Yeah. Um. So Collins tells the guy like, yo, you can't bring that outside. You have to keep the drinks inside. And the white dude's just like, oh, what fucking ever did it? And pushes him. And then Collins just fucking loses his nah. shit <laughs> and pushes him on the ground and then stomps him the fuck out with Miles to the point where the guy catches on fire from his drink and they still beat the shit out of him. And Dude. <laughs> the part about that that's really weird to me is that like it doesn't really seem like Miles' character with the rest of the movie. Like, I guess... I like I guess there is that part of him that's like kind of like a dog like kind of like a like he's kind of on a leash because he's on probation yeah. and everything so he's like constantly trying to look out for stuff but yeah. like he just straight up loses his mind like you never see him do that or have issues with that for the entire movie yeah except for and the I, last scene where he's it like it totally makes sense from coming from Miles because he's shown to be the hothead he's shown yeah. to be the one that hates hipsters the most like he hates hipsters so like it would make sense that he does that stuff, but like. But Colin started it. 
He started that shit. I mean, he the guy started it when they pushed him, but like he fucking like saw that shit through. And what was crazy was like I was laughing at how like maniacal this was. I was like, yo, you yeah. guys are fucking maniacs. Like yeah, he's because the guy was literally on fire and they were still like punching him. Yeah, Dude, Collins was on fire and he was still punching he him. Was, his <laughs> jacket was on fire yeah. and he was beating his ass like Johnny Storm. Yo. I was like, what the fuck? Like, then, there was like a ran away through kicking him. I'm like, who are you? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. I was like, you know what? I can see why your ass got locked up. Because you beat the shit out of this Yo, Collins is low key like, he's one of those motherfuckers that is quiet. You probably shouldn't fuck with him. Yeah. And I feel like with the movie, what I didn't like about this scene, like, obviously, I thought it was just ridiculous. I was yeah, like, okay, this yeah, is kind yeah. of absurd. But also, I didn't like the framing of it because this whole movie has been building up, building up Colin to be this, this big soft guy that's just in the wrong place at the wrong, at the wrong time. And he doesn't speak up for himself. So he's the one that takes the blame. But... The way they they do this scene, it just invalidates all that. It's just like, oh fuck no, yeah, you should have got locked up. Like it just goes against the message of the movie. Like I wish they made it more like Miles started that shit, and that he was just like he's been the whole movie not stepping in or shit. Because after this, you don't see that in his character again. So it's like, if you're not gonna show us as this as an actual problem throughout the movie, why bring it up this one time and then never address it again? You know, it, the craziest part about it is that I feel like it kind of comes across as though it's saying that like the probation system is actually good. Because yeah. if I'm to believe that my if that Collins was the type Collins was the type of person who was going to pop off at the at the seam from getting pushed by a guy outside of his club when he's a bouncer, mind you, which is like exactly you would expect that to happen. Then he goes to jail and then he comes out and suddenly for the whole rest of the movie he's a completely like. Dot chill like trying to stay out of trouble just do his shit type of guy it yeah. sounds like jail must have been a miracle miracle worker for him like nope. at least and i don't think that's what this movie's trying to say like no because yeah. his girlfriend tries to explain to him over and over that he hasn't changed that he hasn't done anything different so i'm i'm, I'm expected to believe that this was him the entire time Michael, that was just a freak um I, maybe i just watched the movie like differently than you guys but I, I didn't get that at all from that like whole interaction what that transpired hmm. um because like one in my head I'm like the other guy told the story like so I, even though they like showed the actual actors depicting that scene you're getting someone else's story about what happened True. so I always felt like again that's another like blind spot thing you don't actually know what happened because Colin didn't tell that story. He didn't say what happened. Like, yes, he kind of just agreed with the general idea of what happened, and Val confirmed it because she walked outside and, and saw the ending part, but, like, no one's... He ne Colin never told what had happened that started that fight. It was it was the other dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> secondly, I think that the whole point was to show how freaking ridiculous the situation was. It was like, yes, you didn't find out what how he was convicted for the first half of the movie. And then it was like, the, the throwaway line, hipsters are flammable. It, yeah, the, that's what actually yeah. happened to convict him doesn't matter. What happened, what matters was that he's a felon. The guy who like was his person in the halfway house yeah. said, you are now a convicted felon until proven otherwise. So prove otherwise all the time. Yeah. That was the purpose of the movie. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Though I agree, I, I like I agree with what you're saying, but at the same time, I don't think the the movie doesn't show him busting off, like getting like that ever, like at any Never. point. Never. Well, like I mean, literally, like, he gets the, the point he goes, that, but he goes to happening. the cop that lit, like like the day after his probation's over, he goes to a cop who he saw murder somebody and spits bars at him. Like, exactly. so what could have possibly happened outside that would have done, like, they, they were, like, even his own boy, like, coming at him and, like, saying all this crap didn't get him like that. So, like, there's been no indication of him being a hostile, like, 
like somebody who's going to fight somebody to the point that they're on fire. Well, I mean, at I any point. Think and you're looking going. at it too That's literally. He kept going. Like, I don't know. Like, I think there's also like just how this, like, because like Michael said, like the way it was told, like, first of all, it was told as a joke at first because of how the character was telling it. So that's already like on a wrong foot. And then like, so now you're in this situation when you're seeing this really extreme circumstance, like they're gonna kill this guy. They use the phrase, I can't breathe in that scene. That pissed me off because when I saw that, I was like, you can't tell this joke scenario using triggering words like those and then expect me to take this seriously. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. I'm like, all right, all right, movie. This is like that, that, I think that one scene was a lot for me because at one point the movie wants you to laugh at it because they were using like the joke scenario with some, like some scenario with like some setup that was supposed to be funny. But then like, you know, you have this white guy saying, I can't breathe, like in a movie that's using all these topical things as far as like, hands up, don't shoot. And like all these, terms that we're getting used to now i'm like movie if you're gonna commit to this shit you need to fucking commit to it because like right now like this just looks ridiculous like the character hasn't done this throughout the entire movie he doesn't even raise his voice at people like like let alone fight and the guy like mark said like the cop he didn't fight him and like that would be the one time where i think you freak out or at least like it was his friend that was popping off because his friend was acting like a fucking savage that whole that whole party like he should have knocked him out or at least like try to break them apart but he didn't so like how am i supposed to believe that he not only knocked this guy out but he was beating him pretty much to death while on fire like what the fuck is this shit like, uh, okay i, I yeah. like i think you guys are getting very caught up in like the, i mean yes like because it, it did happen and that's literal but i think the whole purpose was that like you could literally be doing anything, like one fucking stupid thing, you know, not, you know, wearing your seatbelt, not using your turn signal, running through a red light, fucking setting a guy on fire. It, like, one but, like, stupid mistake can end your life as you know it. Yeah. And the but, point like, was, I don't think that's a mistake. Guy, I cop, think that's actually his fault, though. But this cop killed yeah. a man and got away with it. And this guy, like, he got into a stupid bar fight and served a year and feels like his life is over. You know, you are a felon until you prove otherwise. True. See, but that's the thing. I feel like if the movie showed something that was not a big deal, then I would believe you. But the movie intentionally shows something that in itself looks heinous. Yeah. Well, like, I look at that and I say, wow, that person should go to jail for that. Yeah, it's I, not like, like the movie's like, oh look, he accidentally crossed the street when he shouldn't have, and now his life is over. His movie's like, no, he tried to beat somebody to death, and now his life is over. If and he I'm just like, pushed the guy, now here's the thing: if the movie, if we could keep that scene entirely the same as until the the beatdown, what if he just pushed the guy? Like he, like he just reacted with the push, like he got pushed. But obviously, he's a bigger guy, so like the guy falls back, well, and then yeah. he catches on fire. Y'all, like, y'all, y'all are Then reacting. I wouldn't feel as bad. I'd be like, yeah, you know, like, shit, it's a dumb bar fight. But, like, when you see him, like, beat the dude to death, it's like, that guy, you kind of deserved it. Like, y'all, y'all, are, y'all are reacting to, to her from the outside, though, because I feel like y'all yeah. don't know how you would act in that situation unless you're actually in it. Because you got to think, like, the lead up, like, he said, hey, man, you got to go back inside, blah, blah, blah. I feel like we all, like, he, when he got pushed, he just blacked the fuck out. Like, but, I've never, like I've, Mark, he's a bouncer. Like, that's what you saying, haven't like, dealt with anyone who's pushed you before as a bouncer? We don't know how long he's been working there, though. He could have, that could have been his first night on the job. For but all, you're you know? explaining more than the movie's explaining. Like, the movie's, the way the movie sets it up, it's explaining, like, that was just his job at the time. So he's probably done it at least a handful of times before to tell a guy, go back inside. Like, I mean, yeah, I hear that. Like, but sometimes, like I've worked <laughs> at music venues. I'm used to this shit. And, when a dude, when a drunk guy comes up to you and he just like gives you a little drunk push, you don't fucking black out. Like that's fucking crazy, dude. Like you might like you might like say like, all right, buddy, da da da. But like to go from there to there from a push is unrealistic. Like I'm sorry. Do, that's just, it, it, do I'm you hear your? Do you guys like? Do you guys hear yourself? Because like this is literally the exact justification that like people try and use to argue why cops should be you know behind bars. And it's like yes. Colin should have been behind bars, but he was not the only one there. 
every single party, Miles, the white dude, they yeah. all fucking were Lost engaged in assault. They all should have been punished, but it was only him. And that's the point that's mirrored at the end of the movie. He's like, I'm not a killer. You did something worse. And I, my life was ruined as a result. Like the point was not the specific act. It's like that he did something as destructive, I guess, as anyone else, but he was the only one who was punished for it. The entire movie, Right, he and, was the only one. And to piggyback off of that, Michael, that's probably why he didn't uh, uh, fight with, uh, with Miles when he got into the fight at that house party because he learned his lesson the first fucking time. He said, yo, I ain't going back to jail for this shit. I'm going to just stand back. Fuck that. That would have been my same exact response. I'm like, the, the, uh, absolutely. And I agree. Like the absurdity of it is just supposed to illustrate the point of the movie. But, like you're not supposed to be like, oh, this is so out of character. Like it's just supposed to show that he did something terrible. They all did something terrible, but he was singled out. Like but, every point in the movie, he is the one that's singled out. But then you're rocking back your old point because your old point was that, oh, it could be you could be doing anything and something could happen. But yes. now the point is that you could be doing something terrible and you're only the one that gets singled out. It's like, it's like which the, one of these is one of the, trying no, to tell that, One of those things does not cancel out the other. Yeah, but one and of them didn't happen. Of it wasn't things. like he was. It wasn't like he was jaywalking and then the got in trouble. I think it's just not the story the movie's trying to tell. I think, I think the movie was trying to tell a story of how you know there's this guy that's just trying to avoid trouble, and that he's just actively trying to avoid trouble, but trouble still finds him, and he gets singled out for it. And the movie's trying to make us feel bad for him the whole first half of the movie I, because. He's this guy, this big guy that doesn't do anything, but he's the one that gets blamed for his friend honking the horn. He's the one that gets blamed for all this other stuff. But in the one instance where we show him getting in trouble with the thing that the movie's been hyping up, it's him doing that shit. So it's like not him alone like, though. But but why it, was it only him? But it but it but like yeah. at the same time, like I think it narratively, if you're if they're trying to like agree with your point, Michael. It would be stronger if they had Miles be the one who started the fight because that's that, one, it makes more sense with the way the character has been acting the entire movie, and it makes more sense thematically. Like, okay, someone can still be an empathetic character and still fuck up. Like, yeah, they I get fun. that, but like if if oh, you're right. trying to like really drive home the point that like this person is the only one that gets in trouble for doing things that everyone else was part of, then I think it's stronger to have that be pointed out by having the person having someone else start the fight because it makes more sense I, he can still jump know. in like he could have still like protected his friend and jump in and shit like that but like the fact that he's the one initiating it and then the movie like still tries to like after the fact it's still trying to put him in this in this place of I don't do anything. I just don't stand up for myself. I don't speak up, and that's why I'm getting fucked over. And it's like, no, that's not the only problem here. That's and not true. Like, he owned up to it. He learned from it. He say. said, coming out of prison, I don't want this life for myself. I, I'm, I'm comfortable standing outside. You go do your thing inside. We'll go to, we'll go to work. This is professional now. And even, even a scene when he was at his mom's crib, and his mom, like, gave the little kid his room. Ah, oh, damn, mugger stories. Ugh. That should look lit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, when when the mom's like, I thought you and Val was going to move in, or I thought he was going to move in somewhere else. He was like, oh, and then he's like, I'm a convicted felon, blah, blah, blah. And his mom was like, well, whose fault is he? He's like, damn, argument done. He acknowledges that he fucked up. He's like, damn. That's, that's just being mom, though. That's, like, you could be like, yeah, mom, you're right. I still not agree with that shit. You can be like, ah. But he owned it up to, to Miles, to Val, to, 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 to his house, halfway house person. Yeah, but did he though? Like with the half out, with the halfway house person, like I don't know. Like I'm not trying to like be on this forever because like we're gonna be on this like literally forever. Right, I think right, we, yeah. have to, we might have to respectfully disagree on this. We was about to but... throw hands for a couple <laughs> seconds. No, I listen. I ain't throwing. Listen, I don't fight over disagreements. <laughs> that was a healthy argument. I needed that. <laughs> it did feel good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think I think we might just have to respectfully disagree. on, yeah. on that topic. I'm with you. Um, but other than that, I did really like the movie. Like, it, it was like Anya is gonna watch it as well, like later on, so maybe she'll see stuff that I didn't see. 
Um, but overall, I think the movie does what it does do what it sets out to do. Like besides the rapping stuff, which I don't agree with, um, I think the movie has really strong themes. I think it really drives it home pretty well, and some of the stuff is really shocking. Yeah. Um, and it still manages to mix in like good like quality life stuff like you know like these people are talking to each other i do appreciate that miles actually talked to his girlfriend because i thought he was going to go down some destructive route type shit where he just doesn't learn his fucking lesson and i was like man that fucking sucks dude like but you need this shit you need to fucking learn and listen miles needed to learn how to fucking listen dude because he did for a long time I'm glad they brought the gun back. This movie brings back a lot of shit. That's what. That's why I think it's also cool. The movie brings back a lot of shit. I thought that gun was gonna be meaningless until they brought that shit back, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I think the movie. You know what I think the movie also does what really well is that it sits calm that down and like, they do like the kind of the typical like you have like an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other shoulder with with his girl his ex girlfriend Val and um and Miles. Yeah. And. But it doesn't necessarily paint either of them as right because Miles gets him into a lot of trouble, but is ride or die and will be there for him. Yeah. And Val like is trying to like, you know, trying to like be like, hey, don't live in this lifestyle. But she's also trying to stifle his individuality at all. Trying to change him, yeah. Doing it from a distance. Yeah, she's like, ooh, why do you do all these things that people will like, you know, interpret as being like, why do you wear your hair like that? Why do you do all of these things? And it's like, but that's who I am as a person. Why should I change who I am as a person to make everyone else feel comfortable? Yeah, watching uh, Val and Colin and Arach was cringy because they'd start off so well. They'd be like, oh, these niggas is in love. And then either Colin would say something or Val would say something, but the tension was just there immediately. Someone's like, wow, bro. Like, I mean, that shit's real, though. Like, I mean, yeah. they broke up for a reason. I mean, 100%. And I, I like the two, like, perspectives that they, like, offered. Like, you know, Val kind of drove home the point that things are the way they are so adapt to them to survive and Myers is like don't accept things the way they are be yourself and try and change the world and like yes one's harder than the other but like high risk high reward it's just a matter of personal preference some people do and they stifle their personality i like that they all had to learn something like like even like those two characters like they had to change their frame of mind like miles like his whole like change the world thing at a certain point, though, he's, like, there's a lesson of learn to pick your battles, dude. Like, you don't need to brawl out with everyone that disagrees with you or says something off the cuff. Like, you have to be better than that, if not for you, but for the people around you. And, like, I was surprised this movie did all that. I was like, wow, this movie got a lot of messages in that I really liked. And this is, a, this is like, a personal observation, but I did really love the way that they, like, drove home thematically what was happening through Val's like psychology class. I don't know. It just yeah. seemed like it just felt cool. it felt very natural. Like in a natural way to discuss themes explicitly. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say because normally when a movie is about to bring up its title, it's usually really cringy. You know, like roll credits. But I thought it like <laughs> it was kind of clever the way they did it. Like I I, it wasn't unexpected, <laughs> but I think it was clever. I raised my eyebrow at it. I was like, okay, movie. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, nigga. I see it. I get you. That, yeah. That, yeah, overall the movie was with the part that, like, there was two parts that were, like, ah, cringy. Uh, the part where he was, Collins was walking after the argument and, and the cop was, like, behind him, like, profiling him. Yeah. Uh, and he had, like, tucked the gun in. That shit, I, was, I don't think I was necessarily profiling. That shit was pointless. But... Say it, Elijah. That shit was pointless. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I was going to personalize it, nigga. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, I think the movie didn't need it because the movie already shows that that's happening. So unless this is mm. adding a new element to the story, it's pointless. I think it was more it so did. a reminder that Colin had the gun. I think it was more yeah. so just like the... Like, yeah. is he going to die now? Nah, he ain't dying. Yeah, because that's why they thought. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, he's either getting locked up or dying. And then when he called... Um, this is why I thought when he called Val, I thought yeah. he was calling from jail. Yeah, and that's why he was crying. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Fuck!" And that's why they yeah. ended the conversation like that because yeah. he was like, "Fuck, I gotta go." I was like, yeah. "Damn, he's right back where he started." Wow, movie. I guess yeah. we are doing this. Yeah. I would have liked that. 
it, it's bad, but like it shows that like if you don't change your ways, like especially like with this whole thing with um with Miles, like yeah, he was changing towards the end, but it took a while for him to get there. And like that shit matters. And then Miles would have to deal with the repercussions of putting his friend back in jail. Like that's yeah. that's some crazy shit. It's not happy, but it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I guess the same way, like, you know, people don't change some sometimes they do. And I mean, I guess like in that situation, Colin really hadn't changed because he did something stupid. He took his friend's gun and, and walked away. And yeah. you know, like he very well could have ended up in the same That's situation. Yeah, uh, as I was trying to say before, Paul just assumed he knew what I was going to say and then cut me off and then took the conversation elsewhere. I said, oh, that's what we doing. <laughs> that, nigga cut, that nigga cut me off and said nothing nowhere near what I was going to say. Anyway, <laughs> I, I was just trying to say that something similar happened to me and my brother, but to like a way less extent, like two weeks ago. So... I was chilling on, uh, me and my brother were chilling on the porch and we were just chatting it out because I ain't seen the nigga in like a month and a half. And you know, we live down the street from a police station. So like this cop car drives past, he looks at us. We are like, yeah, he, it's a cop car. And then like five minutes later, the same cop car drives past again. He looks at us, we're like, yeah, it's a little weird, but it's okay. Maybe he got lost. Five minutes later, same cop drives past and we're like all right what the fuck is going on right now and then you fast forward another five minutes cop drives past again now this time when he drove past the fourth time the our pat there's a pastor that lives next door to us and he happens to be white this time the fourth time the cop drives past he waves at us and we're like what was uh, that what was that at the uh, other three times when it was just two African-Americans just chilling on the porch talking, now a white man comes and now you're like, oh, hi, how are you doing? Oh, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then like, we told the, we told the pastor's mom and she was like about to start crying because she was like, that's just not right. And me and my brother was like, well, fuck, it is what it is, I guess. So it was like, like you said, it's like almost normalized. That's all I had to say. Monster that was starting to feel like a monster in my own town. Fast, <laughs> low-key. And face. Not, I almost said face bases, <laughs> blind spot. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm African-American, and I have dreads, but, nigga, I have a bachelor's degree, and I'm that nigga. But you ain't going to know that. They don't care to know it. That's, they that's don't the, care the, to the, know yeah. it, bro. Like, um, it doesn't matter. Not at all. Not at all. That shit's crazy. Just a person. What but, you say? Uh, I was agreeing with Michael. Like, you shouldn't have to, like, list off your credentials. And that's the thing, too. Like, yeah. I feel like yep. we... We had a conversation about this a while ago where like it felt it feels like you have to as a person of color you have to list off your whole resume just to validate that you should yeah. be a person like if you're not going to college or have a good job or like or your hair is not too high you know you, you make sure your hair is cut a certain way because if you have dreads it's gonna scare somebody for some fucking reason or if you live in a certain area, like you have to list all these things off just to make people feel safer around you. No, that's crazy. That shit is nuts, bro. Um, before we end it, I just wanted to say the ending kind of broke my heart a little bit. We, we touched on this <laughs> earlier. That's what I had a problem with was not was the like the very end because like uh, Paul, I think Paul said it like we don't talk about how we feel. So when Miles asked Colin, like, "You good, bro?" A tear clearly rolls down this nigga's face. He says no. And then Colin just starts joking around. Like, that's a perfect opportunity, nigga, to talk about how you feel. But you just start talking about the Oakland Raiders. And I was like, ah, opportunity missed. But toxic masculinity is a thing. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> the mood. Especially really in the hood. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the movie really does leave, like, on, a, on like, an open-ended note. Doesn't really let you know what where he's going from here, what his decision is, or exactly if he's gonna continue to like hang out with these people anymore. Or, but yeah, you know, yeah. you don't always get that conclusion that you're looking for. But you know what? Fuck Derek Carr and his girlfriend. Trading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
god. <laughs> well, now Derek Carr and his girlfriend won't watch the po- won't listen to the podcast anymore. Thanks. Fuck this oh, Hey, you don't have to listen, but endorse us, nigga. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I do wish they had more conversations. I'm surprised the the women in his life like. Um, I'm not trying to say this is like a a woman thing. I'm just saying that the only men in his life that were around was some random dude that drives Uber on like twelve wheelers and Woo! like and like <laughs> and Miles, who's not the person to go to to talk about stuff. So the only other characters we're exposed to are the women in his life. I'm yeah. surprised that they didn't talk to him more about that experience, or yeah. at least I'm just surprised that shit. Just, yeah, uh, his mom was a little cold. His mom was pretty cold. Very sassy. One question before we finish. Mm -hmm. Why was Tisha Campbell in this movie? (laughs) She's her new (laughs) brother. She's the hairdresser. Leave her alone. (laughs) It's like they were just like, we got her. They used her for like three minutes. And they were like, yep. (laughs) I was like, I just felt like... I just felt like the movie was bragging that it had Tisha Campbell in it. <laughs> Yo, that shit had me dying though. And she was like, um, I, I hate, what she said, I hate movies that have uh, anticipation in it. Fuck M. Night Shyamalan. And then black lady, black lady was like, there's always a twist. <laughs> right now. Somewhat sad. But we got to admit, Miles does have the gift of gab, though. I'm not even going to hold you. Yo, when he was saying shit to that one dude in the car to sell the boat. Yeah. I was, when that scene was happening, I was like, yo, they're saying nothing right now. This is actual nonsense. <laughs> it's like it's like that one scene in Airplane where he's like, I can speak jive. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just glad the movie acknowledged that it was speaking nonsense. Yeah, he's like, I have no idea. But like, he gave me $300, so sold. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I guess it's time for wings. This is a this this is wing time. I'm, I'm I don't know how here. to even give this wings to be honest. Yeah. With you. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, we can give it. We can give it sips of water. I'll, Three I'll, sips of water. I'll give it five sips of water. I take. I give it. I give it three and a half sips of water. <laughs> I mean. I was gonna give it five because I thought we were doing ten, but I guess not. <laughs> oh. uh, I, take, I take some. I take some mighty gulps of water, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would do like three, three and a half, three, three and a half gulps, a little splash, a little, splash. A little like half splash, a little lemon juice up in there, splash, darling. <laughs> Peach. This nigga, this nigga eating Chinese food. You ain't slick, asshole. <laughs> Fuck I, I knew I that Chinese about, food was coming. I need about four gulps of water for this Chinese food. That just so happens to be what I'll give this movie. I, I actually, I actually had a, a, a question. Like, is the is the actor who plays Miles even? Is he? I mean, I know he's like white to like pass, but is is like is he actually Caucasian? You know what? He I looks don't... Hispanic. I don't know. Because his name is like Rafael Castell. He sounds Cuban. He might be Hispanic. Let's, look, let's Google this bitch. I don't know. Everyone in LA is fucking Hispanic, dude. It's fucking. <laughs> everyone has a tinge of. Everyone has a tinge of it in them. Like, I mean, clearly, like it's it, he's he can pass if he's not Caucasian, but it's like. So the 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 point of the movie still stands. It's just like. <laughs> This is for my personal. No, like, this is, is crucial he, is he for actually, the movie. Is he, is he <laughs> this actually breaks the movie if he is not Caucasian. Are you serious? <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> nationality, <laughs> nationality American. That is not helpful. Uh, His first uh, name is Raphael. Which... Oh, he's he's Irish, Spanish, and Cuban. So he is Hispanic. Yeah, it is. Okay. But he is also white. So go figure. Can, oh my gosh, it can be both? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm going to go... Fangled families. <laughs> back, back. All right, I haven't eaten all day, so I'm going to go do this outro. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I'm going to... got a head start. Yeah, fuck out Shut the here, fuck up, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't does worry <laughs> another episode of Between You and Me. Thank you so much for listening. You are appreciated. If we sound like a little tired and angry at each other, 
this is our third episode we recorded in a row, so we're a little, little laggery. This just sounded like the view. Like I sounded Yo. like fucking Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg going at it for a while. <laughs> we were so sassy. Mark said, "Well, your point is counting your other point." I said, "Oh, <laughs> no, the fuck is not." <laughs> no, we're coming to smoke. All right, it's our <laughs> <Yeah>. third episode. <laughs> I was oh, ready to pop off on something. God, that sass is crazy. Um, you can listen to us on any streaming platform, whether it's Spotify or whatever you want to get your shit from. Um, a YouTube video is coming out as well. We got to figure out what day it comes out. Anyway, <laughs> are, are we done? Because I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, almost. I'm, oh, I'm so hungry. Yeah, I'm starving. I, I want to okay. see through to the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Follow us on uh, our YouTube fan page. No, not YouTube. Facebook fan page. Between you and me. Follow us on the Twitter at uh, Between You and Me Two. Like the poo. Follow us on Instagram at Between You and Me Official. And that's it, niggas. I'm hungry. Mark out of pee. Michael hungry. Paul eating Chinese already because he's a dick. It's like, no, I love yeah, him. Right <laughs> 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 plan ahead. Goodbye. Bye. Peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs>